0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Tuesday on Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm back in quarantine in this tiny little what do we call this? A stand up production studio. I later learned. Been here about two weeks. Wasn't there yesterday because Grant Bills was on, uh, uh, well, it wasn't vacation. You actually have uh,
1: more than one thing to do in your life, huh, Grant? Well, yeah, I don't, that's a. That's a nice way of putting it. Uh, my boss from the summer, I, I painted with, uh, with a paint crew this last summer. In addition to what I do here, so I'd paint during the day, and then I'd come work here at night. And my buddy's moving, so he's selling off a bunch of equipment, and he needed a mule to help him carry ladders and stuff. And he offered to pay me. So I'm like, I think Rick... I think Rick can do it, and you said you had a great show yesterday. So maybe I'm the maybe I'm the the broken wheel on this uh, on this show. Who knows? Yeah, definitely. That's what I mean. That's what everyone <laughs> was
0: saying too, and the whole conversation revolved around how you're muddying up the show, mucking up the show, mucking
1: up. Well, the show. you have callers that don't like you, so I guess I've been on here a couple of weeks now. Like it's about time that I have callers that have beef with me. So it was good that you guys could hash that out yesterday.
0: Yeah, and uh, the and clearly that wasn't what we were talking about. What we kind of talked about was. Um, non-essential businesses, reopening the economy. and on top of that, I kind of I never really got into it, but our meat processing plants, essential businesses was was kind of one of the things because really, if we don't have meat, are we going to die? And I don't think I think we'll survive. we We won't be, you know, living that life of luxury with you know all our meat products, but I think we could survive without meat if the meat processing plants, had to you know stop production for a while. But we kind of got into that, and then tr- the, the trickle down or trickle up, or whatever way you want to go, is that then farmers who, are, who have these animals aren't able to do anything with them except just euthanize them. And I, I don't know, it's, it's basically a, a snowball effect or defect. I guess it kind of works backwards a little bit. So uh, kind of a problem. And kind of eye opening too when you when you start to read. Oh, okay, all these all these plant workers are getting the virus. In Iowa, they're they're remaining open, so they're just gonna spread the virus. Uh, somebody texted in yesterday. Do you really want your meat processing workers with COVID nineteen working on you know like the meat that you're eventually gonna buy? Like you know this was processed by some man or woman out there that had the virus. Kind of a weird talk topic of, of just to really start to think about and then the the one plant that closed in Worthington I believe was you know when you start to think about 20,000 hogs a day it's killing uh, for processing so just it, the, the whole thing makes me a little bit itchy <laughs> but that we could leave in the past what we can talk about today and we got a kind of, we got a couple of ways to go about this but Jen Rambalski is going to be on with us. At 535, the lacrosse county health director, lacrosse county health director. And we ha- we have a couple of questions for her in, in in terms of what we're getting in the news today. So uh Wisconsin election, uh health officials in Wisconsin have said a couple of people that went to the election in Milwaukee have now contracted the virus and they can kind of trace that back to uh, Milwaukee Count or to to people in person voting, and uh, six of those people were voters. Another poll worker has contracted the virus, and at the same time, this is happening. Republicans in the who control the Wisconsin Legislature are asking the Supreme Court to block Governor Evers' stay-at-home order. And it's just like, do you do you guys not see what's what? The news is just starting to come out that the in-person voting, you know, was. It was a little bit a little bit of a disaster in terms of, well, it was a disaster in terms that Jill Karofsky got elected, but it was a disaster, or it could become a disaster where a whole bunch of people are going to get this virus. Dane County had 20, 23 or 24 cases of the virus pop up today, exactly two weeks from, in-person voting. They hadn't had more than 10 People get the virus in the last two weeks, and usually that was two to four people, and all of a sudden they have like twenty-three, some t- t- a number in the twenties. I can't remember off the top of my head. I didn't, I don't have it in front of me. But
1: um, all right, Grant, do we have? Is Mike calling in? Yes. Yeah, so okay. Mike has kind of a scoop. Like I don't know if this is breaking news, but he's got <laughs> something. I was talking to him off air for just a second, and he's got some interesting stuff. So yeah, Mike, you're on. All right, Mike, go ahead. I just I just
2: turned off the street off Copeland Avenue on the State Street. And there's a bunch of people out there, not uh, like maybe ten, yeah. And they're protesting, and they all got their masks on, but they, yet they want them to open everything back up.
0: Yeah, that was you the uh, the 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 most ironic picture, I think, from the you know tens of hundreds of people across the country that protested was you know we we disagree with the stay at home and then they're in full PPE gear so essentially like Robin Voss when he uh, was in was he when he was um what what do you call it? volunteering at a voting station in his district and he was in mandatory PPE gear but still in PPE gear so you know
2: if they think that they should open a backup, take off your face masks
0: yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree, Mike. It's the, the irony of it is is a little bit uh, obvious, I guess, is what I want to say. Um, all right. So we'll we'll come back. We'll continue this discussion with uh, Republicans and, and suing Governor Evers now. And I'm not going to get into this, but it's always funny when you see all these lawsuits, lawsuits here, lawsuits there. We're going to lawsuit the lawsuits. Who pays for all these lawsuits? I mean, are they all just in cahoots with the lawyers? Hey, we'll just do this. We'll do this lawsuit, and then uh, you get paid, and kick some of that back to me. I don't know. It just seems like uh, Wisconsin taxpayers are playing paying for lawsuits on both sides for both parties, and we get nothing out of it. But we have to go to the polls and vote. All right, we got news. We'll be back right here on All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM, talking about you guessed it, the coronavirus, COVID nineteen. We had a couple of we had a couple of questions we've we've got coming for Jen Rabalski, the lacrosse county health director. She's gonna come on at about five thirty-five. And one of those kind of has to do with the story today that seven people in Milwaukee County have been traced back to contracting the virus to in-person voting. And the, it's the first reports that we've had and the you know, it takes about I guess it takes about five to two weeks, five days to two weeks. To, uh, to determine whether or not you got the virus from, period, I guess, where you start showing symptoms, get tested, and then you can kind of trace it back. So we'll, ta- we'll talk to Jen maybe about the idea of how accurate that would be and if you can trace it back to in-person voting. You know, I guess if that person was out and about, one of those seven people were out and about at different areas – then maybe it's harder to trace back but ideally we're all supposed to be kind of in a stay at home situation where we're probably not going to too many places and the 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 obvious sign would be like yeah you got this virus when you were with you know all those hundreds of people waiting in line to to vote grant we had another question for her, too. Do you remember what that was? Well,
1: yeah, I I don't know if I can ask her this with a straight face. I know she's going to be on the phone, but uh, we were talking before the show and and I was texting with a friend this weekend who had a very similar experience uh, in early February, just getting really, 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 really really sick. Like I've had the flu before. This may have been the flu, but I was very sick. Like I could not get out of bed. I was laying there just just gasping. It felt like I couldn't get comfortable. I was either hot or cold. Like just the worst sickness I've ever had. And I guess we were kicking around the idea and and we've been seeing in the news and it's been reported that coronavirus has actually probably been in the country for, you know, a little bit longer than everybody's been paying attention to it. Right. As early as late January or February. So just kind of joking that, you know, maybe some of us have already had it. Right. And we didn't even know it at the time. Now, I'm not saying that I had the coronavirus, but it's an interesting thought. Right. And maybe something we'll we'll bring up with Jen. Yeah, definitely. I, it, it, that reminds me. Yes. I remember I get just I, I blank on these
0: conversations sometimes. I I also had a friend and we, we discussed this on. We've got a little Facebook group going, and where we, we we kind of throw out different ideas, and and you know whether it's Gronkowski returning to the NFL to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know if you heard this news. Yeah. Um. I didn't. Did you know Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers? I didn't. I, it was surprising. <laughs> I was like, oh Gronk, oh he's going to join Brady's on the Buccaneers. No, but um the the idea that my, yeah my friend was he was kind of doing the same thing. He's like, I was sicker than sick. I've never felt this way before. It lasted however many days. And he's like, I think I was patient zero in in, uh, Outagamie County for having the the coronavirus. Well, that's
1: that's what I'm going to tell my kids. If I have kids 20, 30 years from now and they ask me about the great quarantine, you know, 2020, the great coronavirus outbreak. I'm going to say, well, yeah, I actually, I actually had it. It was, it was before any of it got started. I was one of the first patients. And they'll go, oh wow, dad, that's crazy. And then we'll yeah. never have to talk about it again. We,
0: uh, we had a coworker here who was very sick too, uh, kind of right at the start of this, before Lacrosse County had any cases, and Lacrosse County hasn't had any cases for 11 days now. But he, he was like, I don't, I don't want. He didn't want to tell anyone because he didn't want to He actually didn't want to be patient zero. But he had to go get tested, and, and it just, he had whatever flu, influenza, whatever strain of the flu he had. He did not end up having coronavirus. He's like, thank God I didn't want to be patient zero. And I'm like, man, I kind of wish you were. Kind of a badge zero. of honor. Yeah. And then we're like, we could, we have, we would have firsthand accounts of, you know, how this person got the virus and how he felt and this and that. And although we've, you know, in, the cross county's meeting uh, i think friday they brought they brought one of the health department workers in who actually had the virus and she kind of described that so that's on our website com. but yeah the idea that if you have the virus and this is another question we could ask jen is if you if you're in Grant's position where you were super sick back in February, before this was prevalent, before this was even, what do you th- even think this was news Grant at that time? Like it was maybe somebody in China something was going on that
1: seemed weird, and Joe would call in and say it's a, it's a, you know, it's a war. I think I think it, I think on it was on our radar. I- I'm not as old as as you, Rick, or I'm sure as some of our listeners, so I, I can't draw on as many memories and experiences, but. With H1N1 and Ebola and all of these diseases that I think have scared us, right, have all shown us the possibility of being a pandemic, but like Ebola never really got to this country. And, and like a lot of these diseases that have come and gone kind of every couple of years, they scare us, but they have never really progressed to this point. So I think coronavirus is on our radar in the same way that Ebola or H1N1 was on our radar. And H1N1 was a while ago, so I, I probably shouldn't speak on that. But Ebola really comes to mind. Well, We, talked we were scared, about, but it never came here. We talked it, about Ebola quite a bit. On our show, in
0: just in the fact that what Ebola does to you, you bleed from the eyes, and it's just like you
1: definitely didn't want Ebola because of the the, just the the optics of it. Yeah, not a not a pleasant disease, right? Of all the symptoms, those aren't symptoms I'm interested in having. That's for sure. And Phil texts in, go get tested, Grant. And that's kind of what we want to ask Jen Rimbalski, Lacrosse County Health
0: Department Director, if Grant thinks he had the coronavirus but never got tested, is there a test now? To see if you did have it, because then Grant, you can be Superman. You can go wherever you want. <laughs> You're not going to get the virus anymore. Yeah, you can just I, kinda...
1: I want to ask Jen about that because if that's the case, I social distancing for me. I'm I'm done. I'm hitting up the store. I'm uh, that's it because I've already I've already got it. But yeah. if I can catch it again, then maybe.
0: And then the next step after that is, and I I haven't read a whole lot about this, but we can ask Jen this as well is if you had the coronavirus and now you are, you know, you don't have it anymore, you could take a test that shows you had it. They're sending people home. Are we 100% sure that you can't just can you A you can't get it again and B you can't pass it on if if it's gone it's gone. Uh all right, Joe wants to come on and defend himself. Uh, I I knew I was going to provoke him into calling. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I I don't mind Joe calling. Sometimes he he's he's a, a little bit out there, but that's fun too.
1: Joe, go ahead. You're oh, on the think Rick.
2: I'm I don't think I'm out there, Rick. Uh, <laughs> I think back in, in the early 40s with uh, probably slick back hair, Rick, on the radio, if I would have called in and said, you know, the Nazis are really taking over in Europe, and we, you know, uh, Albert Einstein's going to be coming over here to our shores, and he's going to be working on a secret project where we're going to kill tens of thousands of Japanese with one bomb. You know, you would have wrote me off the same way. You know, no way that's not possible. Joe's out there. So I just want to say, even Bill Gates, when he got into population control, he probably never would have believed that China and the U.S. Congress would go along with with the world industry to try and shut down the United States dollar like this in a manner, uh, you know, with bio-warfare, with a simply, with a harmless, Version of the coronavirus, which China has much more dangerous versions that they're going to release on us if we don't bow down to them.
0: I think if, or I, eventually if I sell think,
2: off all of our land, you know, I think, you think if I was, I was creating, creating a to virus, Einstein
0: la Einstein's la 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 la, la 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 I think if I was creating a virus and I was going to, you know, put it out to the world to uh, in in a, in a warfare type sense, I would probably do it to another country as opposed to my own. I, I feel like that's a if Donald Trump and his military creates a virus, would he no, China would, would he put it on? Would he would he send it to La Crosse to give it a test run, or would he you know send it somewhere else to give it a test run? It seems a little well, odd China that they would do it on themselves. No
2: problem sending it out on their people. Okay. China has no problem taking you know killing off their people. You know as long as as long as Congress is willing to fork the money. In the slave industry, over to China, they have no problem killing their people. I'm pretty sure They'll what China. The money
0: says. I'm pretty sure what China has said is that the United States created this virus and sent it over to Wuhan because the United States is at war with China with this, uh, you know, trade war, and this is the next step. So I don't know who to believe: China creating this virus or. Uh, the United States created this virus, it landed in China. So it makes more sense to me. It's logically more sense that the United States created this virus and sent it to China. But I guess. we could. Can... I don't think so. I think as we crippled
2: China and we crippled Russia, uh, if you look at what the smart people were meeting about all of 2019, was that Russia or China was going to release a biological weapon. And if you look at that, at the CBRN, all those committees that meet—they knew China or Russia was going to be part of this. Oh, the rest of us didn't know that that Canada was going to be in on it too. That's the only difference.
0: Okay. Thanks, Joe. Th- thanks for the call. It sounds very logical. I mean, viral warfare isn't out of the question, but we've—we've. We've, I think there's there's enough science behind the fact that China has these wet markets. If we want to do something about China. We could maybe ask them to stop doing these, what they call wet markets. And Keith Knutson talked about this uh, maybe last week, maybe a couple of weeks ago, just political science professor Keith Knudsen, who will be on on Thursday, uh, just about the, the fact that there's all these strange, maybe some strange, some not so strange animals. They're all on top of each other. They're, you know, feces on each other. They're not exactly clean, and, and people are eating this stuff, you know, for, Picking and choosing what they want out of these wet markets—it's a very strange thing. It's not our custom, so it's 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 a little bit weird to read about and kind of think this is what they do over there. But then again, we're you know slaughtering twenty thousand hogs a day and letting our workers with the virus work.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting when you start talking about a different country's culture and customs, right? Because where is our place to say what other countries can and can't do? It might not be the most um, cleanly thing, like you said, but it's interesting when you start messing with another country's culture and customs because every country is unique in that way. so it's a very interesting it's yeah. it's very delicate, right what we what we can tell other countries to do Yeah,
0: because we've got factory farms I mean there's yeah. factory farms everywhere, so I mean China is no different from that and, and and the idea that that's normal, you know to us is 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 kind of you know it's something none of us think about and maybe we catch a a documentary at some point and go, Oh my God, that's so gross. I don't ever want to eat meat again. I mean, that's kind of how I am some days. Yeah. And then, and then you go and flip and you just, yeah. Other cultures are, are doing odd things, but the idea that I, I believe these wet markets in China have, have caused more than just COVID-19. I think there's, they've, they've drawn this back to a couple of different viruses. This isn't really what I wanted to talk about, but um, now that we're here, we can just blow hard because we don't actually have all the facts in front of us. But um, yeah, so uh, viral warfare or, you know, what scientists are saying with the wet markets and somebody ate a bat. I mean, it does sound a little crazy, but we it's happened.
1: It's happened already. We so. have so much to talk about with Jen today. It's just kind of going to kind of be a great variety of topics. Grant maybe had coronavirus <laughs> and how is this going to get politicized? And then, of course, you know, is this something China created? And then we can talk about wet markets as well. Yeah, right? let's let's
0: drill Jen Rambalski on all the wet market data and how the virus actually came to be. No, we're going to ask her about contract. I think it's called contact tracing. Mm -hmm. uh, How if someone gets the virus we've, and we've talked about it before, but now I want to be specific with, you know, Hey, these people in Milwaukee voted or these people in Milwaukee had the virus. And they've now traced it back. How does that work? And then, you know, can we have a test for somebody that had the virus two,
1: three months ago? Which is which is really, really important, Rick. By the way, like this is this is a topic that everybody should try to educate themselves on, and that's what we're going to try to do with Jen coming up. Because yeah. when these test results start coming back. Political parties are going to use this as an argument. See, we were right. Look what happened. Or see, the election was OK all along because no one got sick. So the validity of this data is very important to us because it's going to be used politically. And we want to be able to protect ourselves against that. We don't, we want to be in the know. So if the, the Republicans or the Democrats start, you know, blowing smoke up our you know what we can say well actually there's no truth to that at all so this is a really important conversation coming up yeah they'll blow smoke up it doesn't matter what the, that's the that's facts true are. they'll They're always blow the smoke so all right let's get
0: to scott's comment and then the news we'll be back with jen rambalski right here on a. all right welcome back to the cross talk pm if you want to get in here if you have questions about the coronavirus maybe more specifically to lacrosse county itself Shoot them to me and Grant. 608-785-7914. Jen Robolsky, Lacrosse County Health Department Director on the air with us. Hi, Jen.
3: Hi there. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing good. Do uh, you feel pretty good about the situation that La Crosse County is in and, and the fact that we've gone... Here's, here's my numbers. You can tell me if I'm wrong. I think uh, 11 days now, no new cases, and then... The six or seven days before that, I think we're at like 16 days now, where we had four times we had one case in a day. So we've essentially had four cases the last 16 days.
3: Yeah, I I think, you know, I do feel good about that. I think... um, that is wonderful news. We do not want to see people with this virus. We don't want to see um, individuals that are hospitalized or dying from this virus in our area. We see that happening in other areas of our state. We see that happening in our nation. And I um, I think that a key reason why that hasn't happened here, there's a couple of them. One is um, the the restriction of movement that we had back um, when the safe-at-home order came into play. Um, That made us not travel, or at least when we did travel, we had to quarantine for 14 days. um, Or if we had symptoms, we had to isolate. So that kept us from spreading it amongst our our community. Uh, And then I think um, we also have had really good processes at places like congregate settings where um, we might have had an outbreak in uh, a long-term care facility, for example. So we've been able to reduce the spread in our community and keep the number of outbreaks down because that can dramatically increase cases in a county.
0: Now, uh, we talk about masks a lot. In in is there? Do you have any just basic recommendations? Where to get a mask? What to do with a mask? Where you, you don't have to go into a big spiel, but like j- just real quick, like what should people be doing with masks and where should they get a mask?
3: Yeah, my general recommendation is that, and this is exactly what I do as well, is that if you're um, out of your home, you need to do essential travel. You go to the grocery store, you go to the pharmacy, have a face covering on. Um, If you have somebody you know who can make a face covering for you, we have some guidance about making sure it's cotton um, and that it's breathable, but it doesn't have, like, openings that you can see through if you hold the fabric up. So if you double layer the fabric, um, those kinds of things. Again, remembering the mask is to, it's really for if you've been exposed and might be an asymptomatic carrier because we still don't have a good handle on that. Um, That way you're not um, expelling that out when you're talking or um, or, or sneezing or coughing or whatever might be happening, singing, um, that you're not expelling that out for others to take in and become contaminated. So that's the point of the mask. And I would say when you're out and about, um, and you might be in contact with other individuals, obviously you're trying to physical distance with six feet. Um, but that would be the time to have the mask on.
0: Did you say people should just kind of avoid singing in public too? Just is that what you said? No, I'm just kidding.
3: Oh, am I? Am I <laughs> the
0: only one who does that? <laughs> la, la, la. Hey, would you just quit your singing? A, it's terrible, and B, you might have the virus and you're spreading it. Um,
3: right.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you were listening to us babble before the show, but we. Did, I don't. Were, did, did you hear us beforehand or not at all? No, I did not. Okay, so we had. We have a couple of things, and I didn't even clue you in on this. So, um, Milwaukee County reporting that seven people con- contracted the virus, and they're tracing it back to in-person voting. So do, do you know how accurate that is, and can you talk about – is there is there – you know, we talked about this a little bit, just the process of, okay, this person has the virus, and then do-do-do, we take the steps back, and, oh, yeah, you got the virus by voting.
3: Yeah, so um- – it, it varies by the individual that you're talking to. So I can give you a couple of, of examples, um, not specific to voting, but it'll help you get a feel for how this works. So if we get, if we find out that someone has tested positive, um, we investigate that case um, and we uh, ask them lots of questions. So for example, when did your symptoms begin? What kinds of symptoms did you have? We go through a list to make sure it's comprehensive about what they might have had because sometimes people forget. And then the date that they decide or that they identify their first symptoms came on, um, that is the date that we go back 48 hours because of the potential for asymptomatic um, initially before you get symptoms that you could be spreading. And so then we say, all right, look at a calendar with us. Let's talk through what did you do yesterday? Who were you in contact with? Where did you go? Um, What did you touch? Who, you know, I think all of those questions, and then we go back the day before that, and the day before that. And um, so if in the course of that investigation um, we're writing down names and contact information for any contacts that might have been in close contact with that person over that time period, let's say it's 7 to 10 days from the 48 hours before their symptoms began to when we're talking to them on the phone, So we're making what we call a line list, which is all of the individuals that they came in contact with. We get all their contact info. We know how to best best reach them. Um, And those become the contact calls that we connect with as well. But on the case, we then ask... you know, we're, we're looking for where the source of infection might have been, and we ask all sorts of questions about where that source is, and we have a pretty solid interview form. And so it takes a good hour, sometimes more, and oftentimes we'll, you know, we check back regularly with them because sometimes they'll forget something and it comes up later, and we say, write it down or call us if you remember something else. And in the meantime, we're connecting with all their contacts. So if this is somebody who has been in their home, um, you know, I you know, that we're in a safer-at-home order, so that makes it a little bit easier. If you're in your home, you're not really going out, you might have went to the pharmacy, you might have went to get groceries, um, you you might have went, went to go voting, um, and, you know, you're looking at where are the, all the potential exposures yeah. and then you're looking at you know asking about where were you in the grocery store how long were you there did you connect with anybody um so that might be you know depending upon the person you could have just one or two people that come out of that interview and sometimes you know we've had up to 21 or more people um but you know voting i think if you have if you really identified that it was a connection to the voting process Um, You know, investigators will only do that if they really believe um, that through that investigation process that there really is not another connection that makes sense for where they would have gotten the virus.
0: Yeah, that was my next question. They they have to be pretty pretty determined that, that, yep, this happened in-person voting. I mean, Milwaukee County had 62 cases today. If they're saying seven people contracted the virus from in-person voting— you know, that's 55 other people that may or may not have. Maybe they don't have enough evidence, right? If you have the evidence. Exactly. Um, have you had to do that? You know, like you've, you've contract traced it. Now, you guys, do you, do you discuss where maybe somebody had the virus or is that stuff that, that would come up? In You know, we haven't had the virus in a while, but is that stuff that would come up? Okay, I think we did uh, the Red Lobster situation in the church uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, Yep. Um, but we haven't had like an outbreak like that in the county.
3: Right, we have not. Um, So you know, we've been we we've had well, we've had like little pockets of cases. But remember, they don't always have to be La Crosse County residents. So, for example, um, if we have uh, let's just say a business that's got some cases from our county, some cases from another county, we're all doing contact tracing. We have to be really good at communicating with each other. To make sure that we know all of the details about who who the contacts are because they can be there can be linkages so for example um if there's an outbreak in you know another county outside of lacrosse maybe not even in wisconsin and something's happening um you know where they connect they go to the the hospital here or they um you know had been in this area for uh that's where their pharmacy is they live just over um in minnesota perhaps i mean i'm making all of this up but the point is if you're still doing essential travel, but it's outside of your county, maybe even in another yeah. state because you live yeah.
0: close to the border. Jen, you could use me that as that presents an example. Challenges. I'm, I'm, you could use me as an example. I'm I'm in Houston County, and I come here yep. to, uh, you know, if I got to go to the store, I'm most likely going to go to the, a store and, like the festival over here. Or, yep. or and I'm coming to work, so uh, yep. essentially, like if so we I get ask the...
3: all of those questions, you know, where do you live? Where do you work? Where do you travel? Where have you stopped recently? Did you get gas? Did you vote? Did you go to the grocery store? Did you go to the pharmacy? Did you hang out with people, even if you might not have been, you know, you know you were supposed to? You know, we 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 actually had a situation where um, someone wasn't willing to give their contact because they. They were seeing two people, and they didn't want that to come out. Um, Well, it came out anyways, and so we do a lot of prompting to make it really safe for people to tell us that because it isn't about, um, you know, what's happening in, you know, we try to make it really objective. It's about figuring out where the virus is and how to track it down so we can notify anybody who might have been
0: exposed. Yeah, there haven't been any lawsuits yet of uh, somebody giving, you know, somebody else the virus, and they were out and about, where they weren't supposed to be out and about, where they get the virus, then they give it to maybe their roommate, and their roommate, let's say, dies, and then their family, I, I don't know if, you, if, you, if even that's possible. I'm going down a rabbit hole here, Jen. You don't have to answer.
3: <laughs> well, you know, and I, I won't give you specifics, but I'll tell you, we do know of a situation in a different county um, that, uh, you know, there was a connection to um, a, a resident of a, a yet different county, and that person got severe um severe disease, um, and they were connected, and they were, um, you know, close contact. So, yes, I mean, those kinds of things can happen where um, this this virus doesn't see county lines. So we have to be communicating, and we meet routinely now with um, all of the counties surrounding us, the health officers, from Buffalo, Jackson, Trempolo, Monroe, Vernon, Crawford, and then we include Houston. And we're going to be including Key from Iowa and even Winona um, because because all, we have residents that move throughout this region, even for just essential travel. So I've talked about this because if we are allowing people to move more freely, um, opening up a business, then people can come To a restaurant, it isn't, you know, I I understand the economic aspect and I I am not trying to dismiss that or reduce that or minimize it in any way. But the more we allow people to travel, the more we're going to have case numbers um, and spread of this virus because that's just how it works. Um, It's about being in close contact with others.
0: All right, Jen Rabalski, one more question for you, real quick, because we got to wrap up. But Grant says he thinks he maybe had the virus back in February. Is there a test? Is
1: there a test to show? Go ahead, Grant. Okay. Well, first of all, I was slightly uh-huh. j- i was slightly joking. So I got really, really, really sick in early February. And I, I don't really know what it was. I got over it in a couple of days and, and life went on. But I was talking with some friends earlier this week and we were kind of wondering like, well, could coronavirus have been here for a month or two before it was really on our radar? You know, I, do you think there were cases in January and in February? Not saying that I had it, but... Could this have been prevalent even in Wisconsin really before we started shutting everything down? I guess that was more the question. I don't think I had coronavirus. That's what I'm going to tell people in 20 years. That's what I was telling Rick. <laughs> but but you do know, you think I've that's possible? You know, I've heard that before,
3: and I, you know, I don't think we know for sure because people weren't – you know, if you went in – I was pretty sick myself in December, and I went in and I got tested for influenza. Nothing nothing came up positive. I didn't have pneumonia. I'm not saying that that was coronavirus or even this particular strain of coronavirus. Um, There are other viruses out there as well, and and then an antibiotic doesn't work for you. So it's hard to say if that's the case. But as we get further down the road here, they're going to have, and they already are doing this in, um, like, Mayo Clinic and other locations, they're going to have antibody tests to be able to see if you have antibodies um, for this virus. Then it will say that you've been exposed and your body has responded to it. Oh, sure.
0: That's And that's what I wanted to know, Grant. You stepped on me. But, I, yeah, I just wanted to know if later, maybe down the road, we can test Grant to see if he did, in, in fact, have the coronavirus and have these antibodies. So
3: I think it's possible. You bet.
0: All right, Jen, we can hear from you at 2.30 p.m. tomorrow on the Lacrosse Crosse County uh, Health Department meeting, right?
3: It's not going to be me tomorrow. It's going to be Jackie Cutts. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be off response tomorrow.
0: Okay, sounds good. Thanks yep. a lot for, for talking right. with us, Jen.
3: Thanks, guys. Have a great day.
0: All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Crosstalk PM, 608-785-7914, the Sugar La Ford Talk and Text Line, if you want to get in here. I know Eric from Sparta is calling in. I think Eric wants to talk about Rob Gronkowski going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right, Eric?
4: Oh, I guess not. <laughs> I, just want, I just want to give a shout-out to some people, seamstresses, who uh, make masks. Mm-hmm. I bought four or five of them for a lady in West Salem. She's the nicest lady I ever met in my life. And uh, she, that are on the front line of stopping this airborne disease. And I just want to give a, a shout out to her and all these other ladies around we have soy machines are doing the same thing. That's why I a Rick. Man, I got a problem against you, but I will let, let that go for you later. Thanks oh, a lot.
1: Okay,
0: man, I would have. I could, well, hopefully tomorrow he. Brings up the problem he has with me.
1: I I picked up the phone and I said, hey, you know, Eric, what do you want to talk about today? And he said, before he got to his topic, he said, well, I don't like Rick. Like, let me make that very clear, but I want to give a shout out. To some people who made me masks, which made me crack up, Rick. I hope that I am in the good graces of Eric from Sparta and that I am, am not in the category with you. But it's nice to hear that he was willing to put his differences aside to, to spread the, the good word and, yeah. and to give uh, his friend a shout out that and, made her a mask or yeah, him a and, mask.
0: And I've seen uh, a couple of different Facebook groups and I know a couple of different people who are also sewing masks. My neighbor is sewing masks and uh, my old neighbor is sewing masks. So it's pretty it's pretty cool. And also a little bit weird that we have to have just people out and about making masks. Though Foxconn did say today, we ripped on Foxconn a little bit yesterday, but they said today that they've started making masks at its facility in Mount Pleasant in southeastern Wisconsin. So I wonder if the workers that they're hiring at Foxconn, and we gave them, I think, we're what what is it, $3, $4 billion 4000000000 dollars it's been, I think it was 2.8 billion to begin with, and then that just kind of grew with all the infrastructure. So, uh, all right, we've got a, a, a one of the greatest technological advanced manufacturers in Wisconsin, and they're making masks.
1: So that's where we're at with that. Uh, in school, I always read about, you know, World War II. Obviously, I wasn't alive. You weren't alive either, but you know how the country all just banded together and like factories that made food or made, you know, car parts switch to like making things for the war. I don't feel like we're at that point in our country, but I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool how specific companies are kind of re-gearing their production to help out with the effort to combat coronavirus. So yeah. obviously not what happened in World War II, but somewhat similar uh, of a time period that I've only read about, obviously, but but pretty cool. Yeah, it's called it's called like the Defense Act that
0: we aren't the Defense Production Act. I, I'm not. A, I'm not sure. Trump invokes Defense Production Act. He's kind of hovered around this. So uh, maybe he did this Defense Production, where we utilize uh, manufacturing. You know, tell them to stop making cars and stop start making ventilators. And and Mike Pence was in Madison today. I think GE is going to make ventilators now, or has been making ventilators. Foxconn's going to make mass. So yeah, you know, two months into this thing, we finally uh, started telling companies to make supplies that we need to to get over this virus. Uh, Amy's been texting in the last couple of days. and She's wanted to give, I don't know if she is a trucker, but she's wanted to give a shout out to all the truckers out there who are, you know, among the people that are essential workers, still still getting it done. Trucking might be the, the best job right now for for somebody that wants to keep working and also is probably pretty safe from the virus as long as, you know, you don't come into contact with a whole lot of people. I, I don't imagine what, I suppose if you if you had to go into a, I suppose you have to go, you have to get food somehow. So you're going to have to go into a grocery store. You can't really drive your truck through a drive-thru. Uh, it would be interesting to see, you know, the, the plight of the trucker, but Amy wants to give a shout out to to the truckers. Um, is Karen calling in? Is that what, what's yep. going on? So here? Karen
1: right. is calling in and she actually got, I won't spoiler her story, but Karen actually got a mask delivered right to her. So Karen, uh, go ahead. You're on with Rick.
4: Yes, Rick. Well, um, I've spent weeks trying to find a mask, and because I'm no good at making one and I have no friends that can do it, so forth. So, anyway, um, I called the county um, health department today, and they directed me to, they gave me the number, they directed me to United Way. And lo and behold, um, two masks were delivered at my door of my apartment building.
0: That's awesome. Today.
4: Great. So, um, I've got the number for United. Well, and the woman who brought them, very nice woman, Julie Nelson, I think. She, um, she said to send more people, uh, have more people call if they needed. Would you like the number for United Way? or Can't you do that?
0: Oh well, you can, Yeah, if you want to give the number for United Way, I mean, people write it down. If they what, for what, if they need masks?
4: Yeah. Yeah, okay. and they've got some apparently made. They look homemade, but they they look like somebody made them, but it's hard to tell. Oh, no,
1: I can't find that number. <laughs> it's, it's okay, Karen. I think I have the number in front of me, but thanks for oh, passing this this info on. Yeah, log. it's
4: a 799 number, I think it starts with, but I can't find Oh, and Rick, real quick, I know you're wrapping up your show. Um, I love your passion for animals, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah. Thank you.
4: I, I do. And you're very funny. But the thing is this. Um, I didn't turn on the show until late, but are you hearing about a lot of people who still have not received the $1,200 stimulus?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I haven't either. So uh yeah, I think I think most people haven't received that. Thanks for the that. phone call, Karen. I think most people haven't seen that check yet. I, I know I've I've heard of a couple of people getting it direct deposited into their bank accounts. And apparently if you if you file taxes in two thousand nineteen it should and you and you direct deposit, it should show up. If you and if you didn't in two thousand nineteen, they'll go to your two thousand eighteen taxes and if you direct deposit it should show up. Hopefully you had the same direct deposit number. Um in, in my case I have the same direct deposit number. I filed in 2019 and I haven't gotten it. So uh, something I, I I remember reading, like millions of people haven't gotten that yet. So I'm not too worried about it. I'm also not out of work right now. So the the idea that I got to go hunting this $1,200 down isn't something dire to me where other people, it might be dire. So yeah, it'd be nice if uh, that showed up anytime soon for for the
1: people that haven't gotten it yet by the time i think a lot of people get this first check they are going to be needing another check and i know we're talking about or or the government not me specifically but talking about yet another stimulus package to to hopefully help people out more i feel like by the time we get this first check the second check is going to be needed ASap I, I I wish this was moving a little bit quicker because I think a lot of people could use it right now
0: yeah and I, I guess on top of that the the what people should be really getting is unemployment if they're unemployed and we tried to do the unemployment show Friday and we got too many calls about too many subjects and we didn't we really di- didn't get on track with the whole unemployment show I think we need to do that on a different day and maybe just bring in somebody that's an expert on unemployment instead of having Grant and Rick pretend to know what's going on where neither of us had to had to file for unemployment. But I, but I, but the idea that, you know, Wisconsin, I think they match 40%. They, they, they take 40% of your, your salary. And then on top of that for four weeks, I think you get a $600 unemployment check. So um, yeah, something we can, we can look into down the road Uh, maybe even tomorrow, if I can track somebody down, but that's going to do it for today um thanks a lot for everybody for listening texting in i know that a lot of people are texting and uh amy says she's not a truck driver but all right that's gonna do it we'll be back again tomorrow thanks a lot guys